Thanks for joining us today for the Post Traumatic Faith Podcast, a place where trauma, hardship, and challenge meet faith and hope for the future. Here is your host, Jill Riley. Welcome to Post Traumatic Faith. Season three has arrived. I am so excited to share with you this season new guests, new topics, and some great conversations. So tune in every week on Fridays. We will have a new episode. Also, this season, we will celebrate our 100th episode. So stay tuned for that. Just happens to fall on my birthday, October 28th. So we will have a big celebration. Thank you so much for joining us. And here's today's guest. Welcome to Post Traumatic Faith. This is Jill Riley, and I'm excited today to welcome Lee Robeck. Lee, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on your show. It's awesome to have you. Let me tell you a little bit about Lee. Lee is an abundance coach and one of South Africa's best trained speakers. He traveled to Boston in the USA to re- receive his training at the Harvard of Professional speaking schools, the Bill Gov speech workshop. Lee helps entrepreneurs clear money blocks and attract clients easily. He works with entrepreneurs from all over the world. And these business persons are experiencing quantum leaps in their behavior and their results because of the ideas he teaches. So Lee, that's, that's quite a mouthful. You're a busy man. I am. I am. So um, fortunate enough to have clients all over the world, some from the US, some from Canada, the UK, India, Philippines, all over the world. So, so yes, and, and, and speaking quite a bit and, and having fun. Great. How is Johannesburg today? So today's a bit chilly. We're moving into our winter season. Um, but Johannesburg's Johannesburg's fine. How long have you lived there? So I've been here all of my life, 43 years. I've, um, I've, been, I've been on holiday outside of, of South Africa. I've, you know, I've gone on training, but I've lived here for the most part. Yeah. yeah. So what was growing up there like for you? Um, I actually, strangely enough, Joe, like I, I grew up in a tough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was raised by a single mother. Um, but I think for the most part, we were comfortable. I would, we were comfortable, and um, but it was a, um, a challenging upbringing. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. How many siblings do you have? I've got one. I've got one? one sister. Yeah. Sister? Are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm actually the oldest by quite a, a distance. I'm actually 18 years older than Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Cool. So um, prior to 2019, what was your career? So I was an IT consultant. Um, for all of my, most of my adult life, I was in an IT corporate career. Yeah. And what kind of business did you work with? Um, so I worked with a lot of government uh, institutions in South Africa uh, in terms of building Microsoft um, enterprise level networks. So IT consultancy, building networks, um, uh, upgrades, advisory, you know, that sort of thing. Are those skills that you picked up along the way or did you go to university for, for IT? So I actually done, 
I think I have got 14 international or Microsoft international certifications. I didn't go to university per se to, 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 to get those qualifications, but um, I done it with Microsoft directly. Okay, very good. So in 2019, you had a traumatic event happen. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So on the 13th of January, 2019, Jill, uh, I was carjacked. <clears throat> I was hijacked here in, in South Africa. Now, you know, maybe in your part of the world, carjackings or hijackings are not very prevalent. But here in South Africa, it's a daily occurrence. You know, crime, mm. if you know any about, anything about our country, crime is pretty rampant here because our, our police force, and I think this, this is fair to say, is not very efficient. Um, so it happened on a Sunday afternoon at about quarter past two, and it happened at a shopping center close to where I stay. So I pulled into this shopping center. Uh, all the stores were closed, but there was a furniture store there and I pulled the car up out. I hopped out of the car and I was looking through the windows. I was looking at the dining tables because we had just recently moved into a new place. So I was looking for a dining table. And the next minute, Jill, this gray Volkswagen Golf pulls into the parking lot and they had blue lights on the dashboard. So I obviously thought it was an unmarked police vehicle, but instantly... Right. Instantly, my intuition, my gut told me something's not right here. So anyway, these guys pulled into the parking lot. They rolled down the passenger side window. And the driver said out of the window, he said to me, you know, we just got a call that someone's trying to break into one of the stores here. And the next minute, the passenger in front and the passenger behind the driver both jumped out with firearms in their hands, one coming to me from the left front, mm and the other guy from the right-hand side. So the guy from the left front comes up to me, Jill, and he says, where's your car keys? And he starts tapping my pocket. So I show him the keys in my right pocket. So he takes the keys out. And these two guys then proceed to bundle me into the trunk of my car. Now, I was driving a little, a little Volkswagen Polo that Sunday afternoon. Wow. And they literally, they literally boxed me into the boot of that car. Now, to be honest with you, the first 10 minutes was tough. It was really tough just to center myself or just to, um, you know, gain control of my thinking again. But what happened 10 minutes later, they transferred me from the Polo into the Volkswagen Golf into their car. And at least there was a bit more leg room in there. Mm -hmm. But what started happening in the trunk of their car <clears throat> was like you've stated, you know, I'm an abundance coach and, and um, my specialization is around mindset. And obviously, you've got to be, I've got to be a product of the product. So I've been internalizing ideas on mindset for many years and lying in the trunk of that car, ideas started playing on the screen of my mind that, um, that I want to share with your listeners in the hope that it helps somebody listening mm -hmm. to this. Please do. The first, the first thing that came to mind lying in that trunk was I run a six-month coaching program called Thinking into Results. And lesson nine in the Thinking into Results program is a lesson on attitude. And in the attitude lesson, my mentor, um, the legendary Bob Proctor, 
in the video of that lesson, the attitude lesson, he talks about a man by the name of Victor Franco. Have you heard that name before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell me more. So Victor Frankl was a Viennese psychiatrist who spent the war years uh, in a concentration camp. He spent years in Auschwitz. And so Bob talks about this in the attitude video. And Victor Frankl said, in the worst circumstance, you can search for meaning or you can try and find meaning to life. I want you to think about that for a moment. If you sit in somewhere and you're listening to this, I want you to think about that for a moment. We know what happened in those concentration camps. Um, this man seen his whole family murdered there, his wife. Mm. Um, he, he had a, a wedding ring, which he referred to as the last vestige of his known identity. And he said when they removed the wedding ring from him, he realized that in that moment, they could take everything from him, but the last of human freedoms, which he said was your and my ability to think. And he said, regardless of the intellectual and the physical abuse they subjected him to, he could still choose to hold a positive picture on the screen of his mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm laying in the trunk, Joel, and this plays in my mind, and I'm thinking, gosh, Lee, this is a tough spot you find yourself in. But relative to what that man went through, this is probably a walk in the park. If he could choose to hold a positive picture on the screen of his mind, surely you can try. Wow. So that, that was something handy that came up early on. The second thing that came up, and if you're listening to this and you've got a notepad and a pen handy, I want you to write this next uh, three steps or this next idea down. Uh, if you're going through something challenging because it's extremely powerful. So I'm lying in this trunk and these three steps play in my mind. There's a speaker uh, from the West Coast of America by the name of Michael Bernard Beckwith. And Beckwith has a three-step approach to anything negative you might be experiencing. Step one in his process is, it is what it is accept it it's either going to control you or you're going to control it at Absolutely. least from a mental at least from a mental perspective now joe what was i going to do in that situation right four armed guys very early on in that experience, I'll be honest with you, I gave it over to the universe. I gave it over to God. And I said, you know, dad, whether I make it out of this alive or dead, I accept the outcome because you in control. Right. The second step in Beckwith's approach is harvest the good. Such a beautiful word, harvest, right? Mm -hmm. Harvest the good. There's good in everything. If you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Now, you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, gosh, Lee, what was the good in that? Exactly. Because, because I was looking for it, I found it. You know, my four-year-old son, Zach, was with me that weekend. He could so easily have been with me at quarter past two on that Sunday afternoon. Thank goodness he was at home. He was safe. Mm. My sister was supposed to come with me to look at these dining tables. Thank goodness she didn't join me. 
she was also at home. She was safe. So that was something lying in the trunk of that car. Immediately, I could start celebrating. And then the third step in Beckwith's approach is forgive all the rest. Mm. Forgive means to let go of completely abandon. Just let it go. You know, somebody's hurt you. Somebody's done something untowards in terms of business, family. Just let it go. You know, just release it. Uh, I think no matter which religion you um, you study or you know what your um, point of view is, they all talk about forgiveness, and we know forgiveness yes. is for us. It's not for the other. It's not for the other person. It's for you. Right. And because these three steps played in my mind, lying in the trunk of that car, I could start praying for these guys, Joe. I prayed for the parents. I prayed for their kids, even though there was a possibility they were going to take me away from my boy. I prayed that they'd find a way to make it out of that sort of lifestyle to make a meaningful difference in the world. Now, I'm not telling you that to impress you, but rather to impress upon you that regardless of what you're going through or what you experience in the outside world, we can still control the inside world. So, you know, we can control our thinking. And why do we want to do that? All the great leaders of the past, they've disagreed on virtually everything, but they've all agreed that we become what we think about. So, you know, we want to always try and, try and maintain this positive mindset or be in control of the direction that, that our thinking is taking us in. Um, so anyway, three hours later, Joel, they let me go at the back of one of the big hospitals here in Johannesburg uh, in a township called... Soweto, you know, you might be familiar with Soweto. It was actually where Nelson Mandela lived. Mm. And the hospital is Baraguanath. They let me go behind the hospital there. And when they let me go, I phoned a family member, Keenan, to fetch me. And when he got there, he said, gee, was I cannot believe how calm you are. And this next tool that I'm going to share with your listeners is probably the reason I was as calm as Keenan seen. Um, I was part of a group of about 25 mindset coaches and speakers from all around the world. And we met daily on a Zoom call. Uh, and we had a 90-day challenge where we were rewriting a chapter called Serenity. Mm from a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Are you familiar with that book, mm -hmm. Joe? Mm -hmm. So the, the, I think it's chapter 14 is Serenity. And it's all about equanimity, self-control, you know, this inner resolve, calmness. And we were rewriting it every day uh, for 90 days. If you get to day 17 and you miss a day, you got to start back at day one. The goal is obviously to get to the full 90 days. And I started with this group on the... 24th of October, 2018. So by the 13th of January, 2019, when this incident happened, I had been impressing ideas on calmness, serenity, you know, this equanimity, self-control on my subconscious mind for 79 days. And that was probably the reason that I was as calm as keen and seen. Now, these three tools that I've just shared with your listeners had me mentally spiraling up in the trunk of that car. 
Now, mm-hmm. if I never had those three tools, I'd have been mentally spiraling down from that traumatic Right, incident. right. And I'd have jumped out of the back of that hospital an absolute emotional wreck. You know, does mindset coaching work? There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that proper elite level mindset coaching definitely does work. You know, it's no rah-rah motivation. We get you up today and you're down tomorrow again. You know, proper elite level mindset coaching uh, that targets the subconscious mind definitely does work. Now, why am I sharing this story with you and with your listeners? Because I think um, uh, um, right now around the world, people are experiencing a lot of a lot of negativity. I mean, with mm-hmm, a lot of chaos. Yeah. Um, you know, losing loved ones or the fear of losing loved ones, fear of ill health, you know, what's happening in Ukraine. And this is, we seem to be living in very strange times. And um, regardless of what's happening on the outside of us, just like Viktor Franco, we can still choose to hold a positive picture on the screen of our minds. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so they left you unharmed, just dropped you off they did um so they took the car and they uh they they drew some money from from some of my bank accounts from my checking account and i have some cards so so they they pretty much got what they wanted well so how did that um obviously it it changed your life in the sense of just solidifying what your mindset stuff was already doing, but how did it change your life? Did it motivate you more in that trajectory or what happened after that for you? So strangely enough, that's a great question, Joe. Um, I'd set the goal uh, to speak on an international stage a couple of years before that. And when I set the goal to speak on an international stage, nothing had qualified me for it. I was still in the IT corporate career at that point. Um, but I set the goal and I stuck with it. And, you know, I had it on a goal card. Uh, goal card is just a little card that I carry around with me that I write my goal on just to remind myself I carry it with me in my pocket. And I wrote the goal to speak on an international stage, not knowing how it was going to happen. And when you set the big goal, that you have no idea how you're going to accomplish. Then the voices come, right? Who are you to think you can accomplish this? Who's going to listen to you? You know, what are you going to mm-hmm. speak to them about? You're just um, a nobody from the wrong side of the main road, you know? Wrong yeah. Side of the track. yeah. All these negative ideas start coming. Uh, but I stuck with the process. And this very worst thing, this carjacking, turned out to be the very best thing that could have ever happened to me because it allowed me the opportunity to speak at Bob Proctor's Matrix Seminar to tell the story from stage uh, at the Hilton in Toronto to 110 business owners from all around the world. And literally the, literally the realization of a goal or a dream that I'd had in my heart for, for, for a while, for a few years. That's amazing. Well, and you're right. When um, you set those kinds of goals, it feels you know, I, I feel this way with the podcast sometimes, you know, it just feels so intimidating. Like, what am I doing talking to all these people who are out changing the world? And, and uh, who am I to, who am I to have opportunities to do that? Right. And you're right. Those, those little voices start nipping at you. 
but, but we've got to be strong enough for that, right? And, and, and we've got to push through it because if you've got value to give the world, Joe, uh, people need to hear your voice, right? Absolutely. So what do you hope people take from your experience um, to move themselves forward to the next step? So I'd say this, you know, if you're experiencing something, um, a problem or something really challenging in area in the area of uh, relationships, maybe business, finances, health, um, understand that there's something good in that for you. Now, when we go through it, it, it will not feel that way. Right. But I can say that confidently, if you're listening to this and you, you're going through something traumatic or something that's really challenging you, um, there's something good in it. Now, you've heard how something good came from my traumatic experience, but that's based on a very basic law of the universe called the law of polarity. Uh, the law of polarity states for every inside of a room, you've got to have an outside. For every left, you've got to have a right. For every up, you've got to have a down. Um, you know, if something is really negative or bad that you're going through, when you work your way to the other side, the win is just so much greater. Um, I mean, I think we all have read biographies and autobiographies of some of the great people of our times or even before, and most of them you'll find went through extremely challenging issues or, mm -hmm. you know, Nelson Mandela here in South Africa, 27 years in prison. But when you can work your way to the other side of that challenge, the win is just so much greater. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, that's just reminded me of a quote, one of the greatest success teachers of all time, Napoleon Hill. He said that every adversity Every setback, every challenge brings with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. So often we, we're so focused on the negative that we're not looking uh, to try and shift it into something constructive, into something positive. So if there's anything I could, I could say to your listeners and I'd like them to take away is... Start harvesting the good and try and find a way to transmute your challenge or your circumstance into something that's either going to help you or going to help others. Absolutely. That's, that's really good points. So what do you do now? Do you, um, well, let me ask it this way. What is on your goal card now? <laughs> so there's a X amount of, of high tickets. So I'd like to, um, enroll five high ticket coaching clients per month. That's, that's the current goal that I'm working towards. Very good. Very good. And so what do you do now? Are you speaking and um, teaching now full time? Or are you still working in it some? What is your, so what is your life work now? Full time in, in uh, speaking and coaching full time for the past two and a half years. That's great. That's great. So what effects have you seen from your investment in the lives of others? Tell me some of the results that you see in working with people. Gosh, um, there's, there's a lady that uh, by the name of Marlita Black, uh, I enrolled her into my coaching program in 2020. 
And I'll never forget the first conversation we had. I asked her, you know, what's that dream or desire that you've had in your heart for a while, you know, that's unfulfilled? And she said to me, I've got a book in me. I want to write a book for three, four years now. I've been sitting on this idea, but I know I've got a book in me. And anyway, she came into the coaching program and using, you know, the system, the thinking into results system that I've licensed through Bob Proctor, within 10 months, her book was done. Uh, her publisher in Tampa, Florida, uh, the publisher's Two Penny Publishing, the editor there said it was the best piece of work that came across their desk. And um, she's hit bestseller category or status in seven different categories on Amazon. And um, her, her coaching business has just exploded. And, you know, she's just, she's, she's in a nice groove. So, I mean, that's one of, another quick story I'll tell you. There's an entrepreneur I worked with here in Johannesburg in 2018, Marlon Youssef. And he owns a franchise, the franchise in South Africa here. Yeah, probably won't never have heard of it in the US there, Joe. But the, 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 the franchise is called Postnet. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Postnet? Postnet? Yes. Well, I've heard of businesses called that. I don't know if they're franchises. So, so he's basically, he owns two franchises. And when he came into the coaching with me, uh, the one franchise was doing about 100,000 South African rands per month uh, before he paid salaries, before he paid suppliers. And in the first coaching call with me, he set a goal to double his turnover just to get it to 200,000. So he came to the coaching calls. He done the daily work that I asked him to do. Um, he also printed a management account statement. He changed the figure from that 100,000 to 200,000, which was his now his professional goal. He got it up above his computer screen. And obviously the ideas he was studying with me was expanding his awareness and looking up at that every day in the morning when he sat down at his desk, got him thinking of ways to increase the bottom line in his business. And what he started doing was he started stocking new inventory items. So like, you know, the PostNet franchise here, it's business services. So like, you know, an internet cafe, they sell stationery. Um, uh, what else? You know, they do courier. They, um, but it's, it's, it's business services. And what he started doing, he looked at his demographic of his market and he's in a university, this particular franchise, and he started stocking iPads that the youngsters could buy with their NAS, with their government-issued credit cards, their NASFAS cards. He started stocking Bluetooth speakers, earphones, you know, even uh, watches that you'd find in no other postnet store across South Africa. And mm-hmm. what happened for him, five months out, he joined the program on, in January 2018. Five months out in May 2018, he didn't have his first 200,000 rand month. He had his first 1 million rand month in a tiny little store uh, in that student uh, center. And I mean, that's two of so many stories I can tell you. That's amazing. That's really amazing. So what are you, what are you most proud of? I think I'm proud of, of how my life has changed and I'm, very proud of something I did for my mother. So I'm proud of where I come from and kind of how my life has turned out. 
but I'm very proud of something I done for my mother in 2015 as well. Uh, do you want to share that? So I basically, I paid my mom's mortgage off. Um, it was a mother's day gift. That's fantastic. What a gift to be able to give, to be able to give her stability and, and support and, and, uh, an investment in her future, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's no way we can repay our parents, right, Joe? No matter right. what we do, there's no way. I mean, they gave you life. They provided for us all our, you know, lives. Made sure we were seen to school in education. You know, I don't think there's there's any way we can repay them. Um, it's just it's just nice to do something nice. Yes. It is. It is. So how do people get a hold of you and how do they find out more about um, your coaching? So uh, I'm active on LinkedIn. And um, so my name is Lee, L-E-E, and my surname is Rubik, spelled R-O-E-B-E-C-K. So I'm active on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook as well. You can contact me on either of those platforms. And maybe if if it's okay with you, Jill, I'd like to leave your listeners with a gift, with a... Yes. So because that serenity chapter had such a profound impact on me, I went into a studio here and I had it professionally recorded with some background, beautiful background music. Um, that serenity um, chapter, which is basically a serenity meditation, um, and, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you'd like to move into a very calm, uh, poised, relaxed state, um, I'd like to give you that recording. And um, I don't know if you want me to read the link out or, 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 or verbalize well, the link or if you're going to put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. Go ahead and send that to me and I'll put it in the show notes. And thank you. That's a great resource for, for listeners. That's fantastic. So thank you for that gift. So Lee, it's been wonderful talking to you and um, you are um, inspiring and, and, uh, and I just thank you for all of your investment in, in us today and just all of your little tidbits. I, I wrote notes and I just feel like I need to listen back and, and write some of those things down again. So thank you so much. Jolie, it's been a pleasure uh, being on your show. And once again, thank you for having me. I hope somebody benefits from these ideas out there. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. You can find Jill at JillRiley.com, on Facebook at JillRiley.author, Twitter at JillRileyAuthor, and Instagram at JillRiley.author. Also, feel free to send Jill an email at Jill at JillRiley.org. Thanks for listening in and have a great day.